audio guide for everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Jessie Wright Mendoza, and today I wanted to share a brief history of inauguration day. Inauguration day symbolizes the peaceful transition of power that is a hallmark of American democracy. What's interesting is that the day is almost entirely dictated by tradition. The Constitution only offers guidance on the date and the oath of office. But the traditions are many. Typically, the outgoing president welcomes the incoming president into the This gesture is both a symbolic passage of the torch and a literal one, as the president usually begins moving his family into the White House on inauguration day. The two families meet and greet, and then the two presidents sit side by side on the short journey to the swearing-in ceremony. This is a tradition that dates back to Andrew Jackson's first inauguration in 1829, and it can be a tense one, especially when one party is going over power into the other. That ride was certainly on picnic in 1933, after the brutal, biting presidential race between incumbent Herbert Hoover and his inevitable ouster, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Neither man hid his distrust for the other, and both resorted to name But more often than not, the leaders suck it up for the benefit of the country. After the contested election in 2001, popular vote winner slash electoral college loser Al Gore took his seat near the president-elect for the swearing-in ceremony. In return, President Bush personally spoke to outgoing vice president in his And I thank Vice President Gore for a contest conducted with spirit and ended with grace. followed by the president. The president is sworn in by the Chief Justice of the United States, but the vice president can choose who administers his oath of office. And the president and vice president don't have to place their hands upon a Bible. Several presidents have used a book of law. In 1965, Lady Bird Johnson became the first wife to play a role in the inauguration ceremonies when she held the Bible during President Johnson's swearing-in. Every First Lady since then has also carried out that role. Only two presidents have taken the oath of office four times. FDR took the oath of office four times for the simple reason that he was elected into office four times. That, of course, was before Congress passed the 22nd Amendment, limiting the president to two terms. Are you prepared to take the oath, Senator? I am. I, Barack Hussein Obama, I, Barack Barack Hussein Obama, do solemnly swear that I will execute the office of President to the United States faithfully, that I will execute the faithfully the office of President of the United States, the office of President of the United States faithfully, and will to the best of my ability, will to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. January 20th, Family Sunday. So Obama officially took the oath of office in a small ceremony at the White House, and then repeated it again during the public ceremony on January 20th. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. An important speech because it allows the president to set the tone for his administration and to lay out his vision for the next four years. This has been particularly important during periods of national strife. 
and some of those features are among the greatest of all time. In 1865, Abraham Lincoln used his second inaugural address to tell a broken nation that to heal its wounds, the work of war would be done with malice towards none and charity for all. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And in 1961, President Kennedy implored a youthful nation to... Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. America's ninth president gave the longest speech on record. He spoke for a hundred minutes during a winter storm without a jacket or a hat. After the inaugural address, the outgoing president exits stage left, leaving the new president and first family to shine solo during the inaugural luncheon, parade, and the many official and unofficial inaugural balls. Baseball team in the 1950s. In 1956, Brad Holt and 